Hello, this is the Toxic Gamers Podcast. Yes, I changed the fucking name, alright? I changed it to the Toxic Gamers. We, I had a series on my YouTube channel that was called the Toxic Gamers. So we're being called the Toxic Gamers now. That's how it's going to be. I'm bringing it back. Because uh, I think it's a fucking cool name and it kind of represents what people think I am, a toxic gamer. So there you go. Um... Yeah, some some uh, some YouTube comments are really great, and others make you feel like you want to go out and shoot some people. There are some people out there that I honestly think have some trouble walking and talking at the same time. I actually do believe that there are people out there like that. And if you can hear birds in the background, that's because the bird outside my fucking window won't stop tweeting. I wish that I was in America so I could blow its brains out. <sighs> so, basically, I made a video a long time ago talking about YouTube, right? I made a, a, a video a long time ago talking about Doom. And both of those videos have come to pass. YouTube is run by retards. There are people that are viewing YouTube videos that are complete and utter retards and I think that's the majority of the people. Yes, the majority. Um so yeah basically this is the situation. Alright I have been complaining about Doom nickel and diming people for a very long time, like the new Doom that's out and it's gone out as a beta on Steam and now it's one of their most widely hated beaters ever. Because PC players don't put up with that shit, alright? They don't put up with shitty implementation of game mechanics, and they certainly won't put up with being nickel and dimed. But console players, on the other hand, they really do. And I'm a console player myself. But there are so many fucking retarded kids that don't understand that there used to be a time in gaming... Where you could buy a game and you would get the full fucking game. I know, like, what a mystery, right? I mean, how could they possibly ever manage to do that? It's because they charged you the price that it costs them to make the game. Plus, they put a profit amount on top of that price. So, they also made a profit. I know. But now, what they do is, they charge you the price that it costs to make the game. And they put some profit on top of it. And then what they also do is, while they're making the game, they deliberately leave parts out. So that at a later date, they can then go on to sell those parts. Now, I'm having this whole fucking conversation on YouTube. Well, how hard is it, right? You, they, they have the same fucking excuse over and over and over and over again and it doesn't wash the excuse goes like a little something like this well the developers they need to make money and that's it and I'm like no fucking shit Sherlock of course they need to make money I want them to make money but I don't want to be ripped off now, let's be honest, a real game 
nowadays, if you're a console player that is, probably is going to cost you at least over a hundred dollars. Because you got maps, you got now I'm not against DLC. Do not get me wrong. But DLC does not mean that you split your game in half and you sell it as if it's a full amount. Like for example, uh, Rocket League. Brilliant game, great developers, listen to their community. Like really fucking good shit goes on when it comes to Rocket League. The, you know what? how they make their money? How they make their money is they sell cars. Now you might think, oh well it's Rocket League, cars are really important. Yeah, well no, they're not. The, because Rocket League is a skill based game, people that are really skilled at Rocket League and learn the tactics of the game, they learn the hitbox of their car and they get used to how their car operates and most people stick to that one particular car. Because they're used to it. So you you putting uh, like for example they've done the DeLorean DLC. They've done the Batmobile DLC. Making the Batmobile available for people to purchase. At like what? I think it's like $4. Like £2. Like it, that's chump change. That's nothing. But and so I've actually spent, I've put with that, right? And you might say that's a microtransaction, but no, you don't need to actually spend that money to win at Rocket League. You don't. And what do they do? They provide free maps so the community doesn't get split off. So, you know, if you want to play with Little Johnny, Little Johnny has the map as well because the map is free. He just has a different car to you. And so I've ended up spending more money on Rocket League, and I barely even play it now, than I have most other games. And the reason is because I want those developers to actually get that money. I'm, I'm happy for them to take it. But Doom is a different story. Doom has gone the route of Call of Duty. So this is what happens now, okay? In Doom, this is... Fucking almost knocked my PlayStation over. In Doom and other other games like Call of Duty, your friend has a certain set of maps, so he'll go and play on that, and you can't fucking play with him. Now, you guys might be thinking, I'm not convinced. You know, Phoenix hasn't actually convinced me that what they're doing is they're actually giving you half a game. So allow me to show you how they're doing it, okay? Now... We all know that cars have optional extras, right? They've got like, you know, you can have a CD, you can have you can have all these different things. But they don't affect how the car runs, do they? Right? But these things do affect the gameplay experience and it's all about the experience. So if I go out and I bought myself a Bugatti Veyron, let's say. I buy that Bugatti Veyron and I'm just, I'm so raring to go, I want to jump in and I want to drive around. I get in the Bugatti Veyron, and uh, there's no steering wheel. They want to charge me an extra $250,000 for me to get access to the steering wheel. Would you feel ripped off if that was you? Now you guys might be thinking, yeah, but that's an actual primary function of the car. They don't ever take away primary functions of the game. So let me give you another example. Let's say you get in the Bugatti Veyron 
and you're there and you're driving around happily okay and then you get to a road and the Baghetti Veyron flashes up on the screen yeah you can't enter this road unless you pay an extra thousand dollars and you think fuck that I'm gonna drive away I'm gonna go to another another street so you go to the other street and it won't let you enter for that you gotta pay a thousand dollars again but your friend who purchased the super deluxe spaghetti Veyron can drive down that street happily now don't tell me that they are not selling half a fucking car there and and what they're trying to do is look listen all right you get this beautiful wonderful freedom of like you just pay all you have to do is for their real hard work you just have to pay the engineers a, a, a Bugatti and all they go, and what they'll do is they will allow you to go down that street which you should have been allowed to go down anyway and the people that say the people that say that this is how games are now bull fucking shit first of all you got Rocket League and now you got No Man's Sky that as of this podcast hasn't been released but it will be the size of an entire universe and guess what no plans for paid DLC and even if they do in the future it's not going to affect your overall experience of the game now you're going to say oh but they're indie companies you know they're, they're, they're just indie developers yeah they're indie developers but what's a triple-a developer a triple-a developer is somebody okay or somebody is a company right that is the same as indie but with a lot more overheads and they obviously have a lot more staff and they go work on games that are probably a little bit more fancy they spend a lot more on technology so they have a lot more bills right so they have to figure out a way to make money correct so why not do what the rest of the world does and be open and honest about things why not raise the price of the game I know don't raising the price of a game no it has to be kept at roughly $60 no I'm sorry I want you guys to make a profit if any devs ever listen to this I want you to make a profit but I want you to do it in a way where people that purchase something they they get to actually experience the full product now a lot of you out there may be thinking yeah but look the way that they're doing it right now is perfectly fine because what it does is it allows poor people to at least experience some part of the game and I'm here to tell you as a poor person that lives in the ghetto in the UK that is absolute bullshit because what actually happens is the poor person saves up their fucking money for a game and when they purchase the game the game isn't a full game and so they realize what the fuck they're releasing dlc now that should have been in the game after i've bought all i've spent all this money on it and now they want me to spend more to be able to join my friends so don't tell me that it's for the poor 
Because what it does is it actually penalises the poor. It turns gaming into the haves and the have-nots. Whereas if you were charged, say, $100 for the game, little Johnny might not be able to afford the game. But you know what he can do? He can look at it. He can save up like the most poor people that do that buy games. And when he buys that game, he can know full well that he is going to get a full and complete experience. Because I would rather not experience something than experience a game that is fantastic until I get to a certain point and then all my friends get to experience it and I don't. And it has nothing to do with jealousy and everything to do with if they're open and honest. Listen, DLC, if done correctly, is awesome. I'm not against DLC. DLC, if it is done in the correct way, and let's be honest, there are certain game types out there that are good with DLC. There are certain game types out there that are terrible with, with the idea of DLC. For example... I long for the day, I actually long for the day when someone comes along and they make a first person shooter and what they do is they make all the maps available to everybody, but what do they do? They charge for guns. And you're going to think, what? Guns are going to give them a clear advantage and then it's going to become pay to win. Not necessarily, because if you have a gun or a certain type of free guns that counteract it. Or, 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 or as powerful as it, then it's fair, isn't it? Then it's down to your skill. When that happens, gaming will be better. And there's fucking morons out there that don't seem to realise, because I guess that they never experienced it, that there was a time when you could buy a full fucking game and you wouldn't have to worry about buying anything else. And I'll use an example as well as another thing. People say that, as I said previously, well, you know, the uh, the AAAs, they've got really massive high expenditure. And that's why they have to do what they do. Okay. Have you ever played a Super Mario game, got to the end of the world, and then it said you have to pay for this particular bit of DLC to continue? I don't think so. I don't think you have, have you? That's a trip. Like that is one of the icons of AAA gaming, and yet, what's the DLC do? It doesn't. It doesn't separate people from the haves and the haves and nots, and people get to experience the game well, don't they? They get to see the levels because they earned them. They get the full experience of it because they're not nickel and dimed. And if you guys are happy being nickel and dimed, then you're the problem in gaming. You really are. You're the you're the sucker that sits there and is happy while he's being ripped off. I want devs to make millions of dollars. I, I want devs to be rich. I actually want them to make tons of cash. Because I want more games. I want more variety. I want all of that. But you know what? We're not going to get it if we continue on the trend that we are continuing on. 
people are getting poorer, the rich are getting richer, and in between you have gaming. And gamers are being nickel and dimed, and I know I keep saying that, but it's very, very true. And people that have never experienced what it's actually like to purchase a game and have full content are terrified that that's what their future is going to be. That you might actually buy a game and get the full game. Now you guys might be thinking, yeah, but what sometimes happens is, what sometimes happens is people make a full game and then they realise that they can get like this add-on. Do you know what? You, do you know what used to happen? What used to happen is they would either put that idea in the second game that comes out, or they would have a little mini game. That it would it would have be like a standalone story that really doesn't have anything to do with the main concept of the game. They they would craft something out of it that would be standalone. So you get more variety because that's what I care about. I don't care about games being cut in half. What I want is a wider selection, a full variety of full games. Games that are complete. <sighs> I don't know what the what what the, the future fucking holds, but all I can imagine is VR headsets where you complete the last mission in space and just as you're about to jump out onto a planet Master Chief style it comes up and says you must pay $25 to continue and that's the future that we're heading into and that's the future that appears most of these idiots want <coughs> and i got a sore throat now so this podcast is done and uh that's my toxicity done for the day. I, I I need to get another host on here as well. I need a host so you guys can can hear someone that's a little bit less a little bit less toxic than me. Uh, so I'll try and get Queenie on the next one. Anyway, have a good one guys. <sighs> Stay frosty. Stay frosty. <laughs>